0: Welcome to the Making Mischief Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris and Heather. Welcome back to the Making Mischief Podcast.
1: The podcast where we talk about all things mischief toys. And in this episode, we're going to talk about logos. Yes. We're going to talk about logos. We're going to talk about our voice actor friend, Peter. And we're also going to talk about Sort of the cartoons and things that we had created, because we haven't really touched upon that yet. I think we've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, but sort of glossed over it. Yeah. So, the logo stuff. I wanted to figure out how to make a logo for Mischief Toys. This is before we even sort of worked with our artist.
0: Not necessarily. We had worked with her. Because remember, she touched up the ghastly drawing that you did. Right. But... For whatever reason, we didn't even think to go to her for a logo.
1: Right. Well, I didn't think to go to her for anything else. I figured that was the end of the line. But turns out she ends up becoming the Mischief Toys lead artist. Yeah. So how things, you know, things happen that are just so weird. Because we knew our artist, Noelle. Yeah. For a long time, many years. You were friends with her. You went to high school with her. Yeah. Right? And I knew her through a friend. And then you and I met. And then we need a logo for Gasolcast, And she actually drew that up. Yeah. So that's now what our logo is. It's you and I. It's like a silhouette. Yeah. So she came up with that. And then eventually we got to Mischief Toys. And then she helped us with making, or I guess refining Gasly.
0: Yeah. She made him look better.
1: Yeah. So she refined Gasly, made him look more cartoony instead of shitty drawing that I had drawn up. But she did a really good job with that. However... I never really thought to ask her about making any logos or anything. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't Which know.
0: is so stupid because she made the Gaslercast logo. She did such a good job making Gasly look better and we were just like, "Okay, let's turn to Fiverr."
1: Right. So, <laughs> I decided to turn to Fiverr. So, if you don't know what Fiverr is, it's basically a website where you can hire somebody to do work for you. So there's a lot of voice actors on there, which that's how we sort of get to Peter. There are cartoonists. There are people that do all sorts of stuff. And of course, there are people in there who do logo work. So I reached out to one of those people and I saw some of their artwork. And I think people on Fiverr, I, I'm sure that they do good art, some of them. But then I think some BS, like their art. Yeah. And it really isn't as good as they're saying it is. Or their preview photos may not be by them for real. Because the, the the I was going to say voice actor, the artist that I found made us a bunch of logos. So basically, I asked for uh, a logo for our character Gastly. Here's a picture of what Gastly looks like. I really wanted to, just to be his head. I wanted to say Mischief Toys. I kind of left it at that, and it was just make me a very simple logo. That is that. <laughs> well, we got all all sorts of crazy stuff. Which we're going to have to share this on Instagram. We'll share all of these photos on Instagram after this episode releases. At releases. Mischief Pod. But the video version, which is on Gasolcast YouTube, we will show these pictures up on the screen. So they go from, they start from meh, like not so good at all, to like horrible. So yeah. There's like a ghastly with a shield. They For some reason, they kept going with a shield then they made a ghastly picture where they just changed the cartoon entirely. He has horns. They, for some reason, gave him hair. They made him almost <laughs> look like an ogre, which is really bizarre. And he has
0: weird googly eyes. Weird
1: googly eyes. Then we get more shields, the googly-eyed picture. Then they take the googly-eyed picture and they make him yellow, which is really weird. Then they take the pictures and they're like putting it up against backgrounds. I guess, hey, this is what it'll look like if it's like a sticker and it's applied to something, maybe a wall. Oh, my gosh. But then we start getting into really bizarre stuff. So there's one without having a nose. Ghastly has no nose. I didn't understand that one at all.
0: And it's like cursive, though. Like, yeah. you don't think of toys when you see cursive. In my opinion,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It is very weird. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a sports store. It
0: reminds me of like a like what we, what you would see on like a baseball.
1: Yes, that's my, uh, exactly uh, what do you jersey. Call that jersey. Yeah.
0: Goodness.
1: Then they put Gashley's head without the nose on a body, and it made him look like he's walking around.
0: But it's not even Gastly's body. It's a human body. It's a
1: human body. It's really, really weird. With
0: really big clothes on.
1: You get big clothes and he has big shoes on. He
0: looks like a kid that's like in an outfit for career day at school.
1: Yeah. Like he
0: has a blazer.
1: Then they made him where he looks like he's ill. They changed his face now. They gave him these crazy teeth and these weird eyes. He almost looks like he's drunk.
0: Oh, my God. It's such a weird
1: picture. And like a bubble font, which is also odd. It looks like balloon. Then they show you what it looks like if it's applied to a wall. They keep doing that. Another one, Ghastly this time has no nose again. Then they made this really weird, outlandish character with this mutant nose.
0: They gave us so mischief is in like a Disney-like font. Yes, and then yeah, this isn't even gas. He reminds me of like a Frenchman, like with his weird hat. Yes, but then he, it's like a creature, human.
1: Yeah, it's like a hybrid person.
0: What what is that nose?
1: I don't know, but it freaks none me out. Of,
0: none of this is ghastly.
1: None of this is ghastly. I
0: feel like that's a demon. Yeah but like like a scary
1: yeah demon. it's creepy it, it actually looks like Ugh, one of I the oh the chills it looks I don't like, like this. from twilight zone it's when this person wakes up and they unwrap the person's face and they have an actual human face and the doctors around them have a face that look like this
0: ew it's really
1: creepy but yeah i don't know what they were thinking and at that point i was like heather Fiverr is definitely not the way to go for anything. Like somebody had mentioned during a castle cast live that if you guys need things done, Fiverr is a good place to go. You should try it out. And I was like, okay, why not? I, I, we got nothing to lose. We'll try that out and see what's up. So I think in order to get this artwork, it costs right around like $20. And then you tip them, you go through the whole thing. I ended up getting my money back for this because it was so outlandish and so not even near what I wanted that we decided we have to cancel this thing. We, we can't move forward. And I didn't even feel right. Uh, d- just, I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel, feel right taking it and, and acting like I was going to use it. I mean, the work was just horrendous. It was it stupid. Was I think I maybe tipped them or something. I don't know what I did. Uh, but it, it, it was horrible. So I thought from that point, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to use Fiverr again. It's obviously a sham. I don't know if they just have BS artists on there acting like they know what they're doing and they really don't. And that's, it's like a scammy sort of thing or what, I don't know. So then weeks later, months later, actually a while down the road, I decided that I wanted to have cartoons for mischief toys. So I started to look around. I first asked people I knew about cartoons and cartoonists and people who could do it. And I couldn't get anywhere. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go right back to Fiverr again. So I did. And I found an artist on there, or I guess it's a team of artists who do all this animation, to put together a long-form Ghastly cartoon. And really what it was is explaining what Gastly is, where he comes from, the rules behind Gastly, just all the things. I thought it would be kind of fun to do that. And I figured that our fan base, which there was very little of a fan base at that point, but I figured our fan base would like it and that would help growth of mischief toys by making this cartoon.
0: Yeah.
1: So we made this cartoon and it was about a minute and a half long. It was pretty long. We had we hired somebody to do the music for it. Mm-hmm. Then we decided to hire a narrator,
0: mm-hmm.
1: somebody to basically tell Gastly's story. So in my head, it was always that Gasly doesn't talk really. Yes. It's that he has something, somebody talking for him and sort of explaining, like narrating, like his, what he's doing in his life. I thought that would be kind of a funny way to go. Well, I went on Fiverr again. So now the cartoon is, you know, been completed and they did a pretty good job. I then go and search for this narrator and I stumble upon somebody named Peter. And Peter is really great, by the way, we've grown uh, a great relationship with him. He's, I consider him a friend now. Um, at first it was sort of just a business arrangement. We'd go back and forth on Fiverr, but now we've gone as far as to like being friends on Facebook. And he also, uh, emails back and forth. We text each other just a really standout guy. He and his wife, they're both great people. But at the time I was looking for an English, uh, accented actor because that original ghastly cartoon, I wanted it to have the feel of like a discovery channel, sort of like video like yeah, you're being like introduced. You're,
0: dis- you're discovering ghastly. Discovering like, ghastly. You're yeah. discovering this creature.
1: Exactly, and in the video, it, he there was a line that I really wanted to come off well, and I know I'm not going to remember it now, but it's like, um, and this is ghastly, like mm-hmm. an introduction, and and this is ghastly, and the way that I wrote it was the way I was hoping Peter would read it, and he did. I gave him no direction. I just said here is what I'm lo- I'm looking for uh, an English speaking voice actor and here's the script. I don't think I told him to make it like Discovery Channel. I don't even I don't think I told him really anything. And he sort of took it and he ran with it and I guess he got the gist based off of how I wrote it and it opens with blah 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 and this is ghastly. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy knocked it out of the park. I just couldn't even believe" how good it came out like this the very first time we worked with him was brilliant it was perfect I, I didn't have to ask for any changes at all i think the only thing i ever did was he recorded a lot more because the script was long mm-hmm. and i ended up cutting parts of the script out i think if so i remember too. correctly yeah we've and, done that before and i fit it in with the cartoon because it was becoming cluttered in the cartoon like yeah. it, it, we would have had to speed up how fast he talks. Like it would have just been a complete disaster. Yeah. So when I received the cartoon, I was able to put together the music, the sound effects, uh, the voice actor. I sort of combined all the pieces in order to make that very first cartoon. And from henceforth, we decided to work with that cartoon group on through Fiverr and also Peter, the narrator. And we were doing cartoons for a while. We did one for zombie Ghastly, skeleton Ghastly, I think and I think we did it for initiation ghastly, which became narrator or for the covenant mischief. Do you remember?
0: I don't think we did anything for, co- we did, we did the covenant mischief ourselves. I don't remember if we did anything for, we na-
1: did one because he was in a church. Remember?
0: Oh yeah. That was for narrator. I think.
1: I think it was for narrator. So the narrator figure was the first a uh, Covenant Mischief figure that we ever dropped. And it started from a point with Ghastly dressed up in a suit to make him look like he is attending some sort of meeting, like some sort of dark meeting. And he's, uh, you know, almost like a cult leader sort of character. And I thought that was interesting, like an interesting avenue for Mischief Toys. I want to have like the kid-friendly aspect of it But behind it all, I like there to be like this dark sort of mysterious thing. And that's kind of where this narrator, Gasly comes in. But it sort of all came together with Peter. Because Mm -hmm. Peter did such a good job and we were working with him so much. I realized, okay, this narrator is speaking for Ghastly. But who is the narrator? Like, is it an actual creature is it some sort of different looking creature that we, we would eventually make? Is it a Ghastly looking creature? Is it like a, a, a little Ghastly running around, but he's all black and he has the red eyes and he's more um, mysterious, I guess, has a p- past that we don't know about. Like we tell a ghastly story, but we don't tell the narrator's story. And the way that I explained it in future iterations about the narrator is that the narrator has a name that is unspoken in the human tongue. Yeah. So you can't say it. So that's why he calls himself the narrator, which I thought would be kind of a fun thing as well. Like he has some netherworld name that we just cannot pronounce.
0: Question. Yeah. Did you know that we were going to create a figure for the narrator when we first started doing the cartoons?
1: No. So that was something that I can't come up with. When, Like I said, when I heard his voice and he was hitting it out of the ballpark, it seemed like, okay, this is what we should do. Because when I created that, or came up with the idea of having Gasly in the jacket, I was like, that is who the narrator is. Yeah. He's the ringmaster.
0: Because, like, I, I, I just find it very interesting, the things that you come up with, and it's like, you know, sometimes we don't have plans to do things like the narrator, and it just sort of pieces itself together. Yeah. And it makes me really excited for, like what you come up with in the future?
1: Well it's it's coming up with ideas that are so easily I don't know so easily uh, gives you the opportunity to bend them a little bit, yeah and sort of like change down the road. like w- nothing is like super concrete where you can't make a change to it. Yeah so like the idea of having a narrator, yeah, of course, we haven't talked too much about the guy that's speaking. We don't know anything about it. We haven't mentioned anything about him. He's just, for all you know, you're watching these cartoons or these live videos with us walking around in robes and, and stuff. You don't realize the, the thing that's speaking is actually a part of Mischief Toy. Is, is an actual character of the coven. Yeah. So that's what I find interesting is that, that mystery and then also sort of bringing it to your attention out of the blue. And you're like, oh, my God, this whole time? that was the narrator speaking you know on all these cartoons that's who this is right so i find all that interesting i like i like all the mystery yeah the mystery is really fun
0: yeah i i really dig it i think that we've created something and i feel like it was unintentional i mean it's it's obviously intentional now but i feel like the pieces that have come together it's not like we dreamt of this entire thing and everything going into it right like when we decided to make ghastly into a toy it's not like oh well we're gonna get an english guy to make a cartoon, and then he's going to be in a suit. And that's not actually going to be Ghastly. He's going to look like Ghastly, but he's not Ghastly. He actually wears a suit, and he's the narrator. And then, you know, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. It's like, we're creating the story as we go.
1: I guess you can call it it lazy writing, because we haven't really... It isn't like it was well thought out. It's sort of like, this works, so let's do that.
0: Well... I don't want to talk about it in this episode, but there have been times where, like, I try to be really good and really clear with communication, but there are times where, like, I see something in my head, and I try to explain it to our artists, because we mostly communicate via text. I mean, we've had a couple video calls or whatever, but for the most part, we communicate through text, and in my head, I have all the words laid out, but then on paper, I'm not quite like i'm not that great at describing what i'm thinking and so she will come up with something and it's exactly what i told her to come up with but it's i i didn't properly describe it right but sometimes we have happy accidents that way
1: absolutely like
0: there was a figure recently that we'll we'll get into at some point during this podcast that i was thinking of doing Another completely different line of, I guess, ghastly variants. But I mis- like I-, I miscommunicated what I wanted, and she did something the way that I communicated it. And we decided to use it anyway, even though it was nothing like what was in my head. But in my right. in my head, I was picturing something, but translated through text, I didn't explain it like 100% the way that I should have. Right. You know? Yeah. I, it, it, that's hard to explain, and I know that well, that sounds really cryptic right now, but we'll get like super into well, stuff like that. Well, on the other side of point. this
1: is that. You know, this whole Covenant of Mischief thing, which we talked about in a previous episode, initiation, all the codes that are hidden that you have to, you know, break these things, break the puzzles that we create to, um, to I guess, move forward in whatever the next step of the process is. All of these things are incredibly hard to explain to an audience. You know, yeah. you're talking about confusion and, and miss, maybe misspeaking or, or trying to get people to understand, trying to, to relay the information to the artist so she does understand – relaying the information to a large audience is incredibly hard and it is the covenant of mischief is something that i think a lot of people are just like what the hell are these people doing what is this is do do i want to put my time and efforts into it and we try to release videos and stuff and and we'll release them and it totally makes sense to me because obviously i'm the one coming up with the ideas but then you know i watch it from i guess the mindset that some it's new to somebody, and I'm like, oh my God, I bet you they're so confused right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be better at the mysterious stuff, trying to get people on board with all this mis- mysterious stuff as well, kind of I- including an experience. I would say that over the last, I don't know, a couple of drops, we haven't had much of an experience, more like figure drops here recently, but I want to get back into the experience again because I think that is the most interesting part of the things that you know things that we do you get a really cool figure and then you also get an experience that you're just like where is this taking me to what does this mean where is this leading right because that yeah. that initial initiation thing with the coin and all was so cool that yeah. was so much fun i enjoyed but it, doing it it. It,
0: w- it was very hard to do and
1: but we can do it again and we could do it we can do it in in a bunch of different ways and come up with different Things that you get on the, yeah. you know, uh, things that you that you'll receive in in the fact that you play. I guess I don't know how to say this, but like the the reward that you receive by playing. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the best way of saying it. Yeah. But let's get back on topic with the the logos. So yeah. logos from Fiverr crash and burn like entirely. Yeah. It was so horrible, and we got to a point where I was like, God. What are we gonna do now? Like Fiverr, you know that's messed up. I was talking to people trying to find an artist that would work with us, and then one day it was like bingo. No, why didn't we reach out to Noel yeah. from the beginning? Why didn't we ask her?
0: So I don't know exactly the words that I said to her at all, um, but I can I can look that up. I I would really like to figure out what I said to her because. Just the way that she does things, um, it's, it's just brilliant. It's like we can give her an idea and it'll be pretty vague. And she just, like, impresses the heck out of us. She's amazing. She is so incredible. and the work and is so good. By the
1: way, it isn't like she's ever worked for a toy company or had to design anything like this. Like, I know that she comes, like, she went to school for a lot of this stuff. Yes, and but,
0: she she actually does digital, she, she uh, what do you call it? Not digital art. You know what I'm saying.
1: Right. She
0: does it for a living.
1: Right, right, exactly. So, she 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 has background in it, but this is something different for her. So yeah. the fact that she is she hit the ground running, now she's coming up with all these figure designs, just says a lot about her and her talents. You know, there are a lot of uh, folks out there who are working on these designer toys, and they're artists that you know that have done all sorts of stuff, and their career sort of expands into all different genres. Like, uh, there's the one guy out there who does, like, who works for Pixar, right? You have all these people who are doing all these incredible, over-the-top things. Yeah. And
0: For abominable toys. Exactly. So I like to
1: say that Noelle is sort of staking her claim in this industry by working with us i mean noelle could go off and work with other companies in the future as well you know i I always tell heather i want to keep her definitely with the mischief toys team as we go forward i would like in 20 years i would like to look back on mischief toys as as it grows and hopefully it'll be growing in 20 years fingers crossed and still have her by our side as our lead artist for our growing toy company i mean that'd be amazing right
0: yeah, she, she's just, she's so fantastic. I she is. I just can't speak enough praise about her.
1: She's awesome. So that that's kind of how we figured out that we didn't need to look anywhere else but, you know, right here at home. Because she lives literally 15 minutes away from us. And this whole time we're, you know running around trying to figure out who's going to do our artwork for us and who are we going to work with? And they were here the entire time. So that's awesome. The cartoonist people. Now my relationship sort of uh, kind of ended with them mainly because they, <laughs> after we did a couple cartoons together or they did a couple cartoons for us, I thought that they would start working with us a little bit and sort of giving us, I wouldn't say price breaks, but at least give us a consistent pricing point. And they they weren't. And they ended up, after the pandemic, I guess maybe work ramped up for them. And they're like, oh, yeah, the work's going to be like an extra, you know, $200 per cartoon. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like yeah. that very first cartoon, it cost us like, what, two grand to I make that so. cartoon? And our intro cartoon as well for gasocast mm-hmm. cost us around 1500 So it is not cheap. So Mm -hmm. as time went on, we we kept thinking about how can we continue doing cartoons like cartoon seems like something really cool for our company. No one else is doing it. And we got in contact with somebody and they worked on the television show Archer Mm -hmm. and
0: very talented, guy. very
1: talented. And we had a conversation with them and they were really cool. Mm -hmm, Excuse me. They were really cool. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be an awesome future. What are your prices? their prices were obvious, you know, astronomical high because they are used to working for TV shows and and all that stuff and making shows like Archer. There was just no way we could afford it. So the cartoon thing sort of like...
0: Fizzled out. It
1: it fizzled out. Yeah. Maybe in the future, though.
0: Maybe. I would like to get back to the logos for a second, and this will tell you exactly how talented Noel is. So literally right before New Year's Eve, this was December 30th, 2020, I said, do you still have Red Guy and his head? Because she like titled all of the files that she sent to us of Gastly when she refined him Red Guy. That's funny. And she said, yes. I said, awesome. So we're making a toy company called Mischief Toys. He wants that character, his name is Gastly, incorporated with Mischief Toys somewhere. He likes sort of dark fonts, if that makes sense, similar to our Ghastly logo, because it... It, our Gasocast logo looks similar to like what a metal band would use, right. almost just a bit more legible. You know, right? Um, if you don't have that or don't remember, I can find a picture of it. He was hoping you could quickly draw up a few like you did for me. She had done some um, some logos for my office orientation podcast. Prior oh, to this. right, right, right. Um, and we could pick out a couple for you to work on. This is what he was thinking so far, but he isn't an artist and is 1000% open to ideas. That's what you drew up.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to post this on Instagram this week for you guys to to check out
1: for our our video feed.
0: Move your big head.
1: There it is. Look at that.
0: Yeah. That's a drawing.
1: And that is my drawing too.
0: That is. Yep. That's Chris's pen to paper. And I said, he's he's not set on that. She said, awesome. I can draw up a few sketches over the weekend and send them to you guys. And then uh, we talked a bit, and she sent us some images. So we've got um, Ghastly sort of picking up pieces of the logo with different Oh, fonts. right,
1: right, right.
0: Um, Gastly standing on top of the logo, Gasly's head and like mischief toys sort of wrapping the logo. And then she found different fonts. So I'm going to show this to the camera and I'll also post this on Instagram this week or, you know, may- maybe Chris can post this. Oh, there's our, there's our things. font right here. Yep. That's what
1: we ended up choosing. That one. Yep. Top, that's what we ended up choosing. Whatever
0: side that is. But yeah, I mean, that, that's what she did. So basically, um... I don't I don't know what this is oh I said he likes your ideas but built a little bit off of it I hope you can read his writing so on a post-it note you basically drew like a silhouette of ghastly holding the m up
1: oh right 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 right
0: so that's that's chris's drawing on his sticky note Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's
1: basically Ghastly pushing the letter M up in Mischief Toys.
0: Yeah, so we we were actually between, I'll I'll circle it for this video, but we were between this font and this font. Oh, okay. For the logos. And we
1: know where we ended up.
0: Yep, we sure did. And she said, okay, this is what I have for the logo so far. Got a couple of different color variations. I had, had to edit Ghastly a smidge so it would work with the logo. Let me know what Chris thinks. If he wants to change anything up. So as you can see, she did a couple different logos.
1: Yep. So there he is holding up the M. Yeah. It's like the M is falling off and he's holding it up or something. That's kind of how I was looking at it. Mischief. You know, there's a little mischief going on in the logo.
0: Yeah. He's doing something wacky over there.
1: We don't use that, that logo enough. We use the circle logo more.
0: Well, that logo is on our website, but I think the circular logo, like it just, it's iconic. Yeah. You know, it fe- it feels more. Um, it
1: encapula- encapsulates the Mischief toys. Yeah. Think, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just easy to put on things where, you know, if you put a rectangular logo on a shirt, it doesn't have the same feel.
1: It looks like it would be better like on the back of a card. Like if you. Yes. Like if and we had a business card. Well, we
0: actually have that Is on that the on front there? of our merchandise card.
1: Okay. Then there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay.
0: So I mean, she she just unbelievable she's work, amazing.
1: unbelievable artist. Yep, she kills it with every iteration, and we actually I think we're gonna dive next episode more into the New York Comic Con because New York Comic Con was huge.
0: Yes, and
1: all things in between New York Comic Con. If you haven't already, we have a video on GaslitCast YouTube called Making Mischief at NYCC or in NYCC. I can't remember the exact at title. At NYCC. At NYCC, where we run around New York Comic Con getting ready for our very first visit at a con with Mischief Toys. And what a blast it was. It was grueling um, on top of that. It was, uh, it, it was a lot of energy was spent there. But we were able to sort of capture what that experience was like. There was a lot of ups and downs. We had, you know, days where we sold out. Then we had some days where like not many people came to our table and a lot of it had to do with our table being sort of in the middle of nowhere and hard to find. We can discuss that a little bit, but I think what I really want to talk about in the next episode is how we designed Gargoyle Gasly. Yes. So Gargoyle Gasly basically was a last minute thought. It probably is the most expensive endeavor for mischief toys so because far. of how quickly we had to turn this thing around. It's it's a it's a whole saga in itself. Just the figures, a whole saga. But we'll discuss all of that in the next episode. But what we'll ask you to do now is to go and check out our Instagram for this podcast. It's at Making Mischief Pod on Instagram. You can go check that out. We also have. Uh, an Instagram for Mischief Toys itself, at Mischief Toys. And if you go to MischiefToys.com, you can sign up for our newsletter and find out all the new information that you need to know in regards to Mischief Toys. And yes. we have a new drop coming really soon. So we're looking, we're targeting targeting August the 7th as our drop date for our next figure, which we will unveil
0: Ooh. very soon.
1: It's a great figure. There's a great pin associated with it, along with a t-shirt and a hat. We think you guys are going to absolutely uh, fall head over heels in love with all the things. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yes. But we'll be back here next Monday for another Making Mischief podcast. We call those Mondays Mischief Mondays, and I think we're going to come to the end of this season of Making Mischief podcast. We'll probably take a break for a couple weeks, and then we'll come back again. With season two. But I think Ooh. we'll finish out season one with next week's episode where we discuss New York Comic Con. Because I think that's sort of like at the height of Mischief Toys and finally getting out there and everything to do with it. Might even be an hour-long episode where we sort of pick it all apart.
0: Well, I don't know how much we're going to get into actual New York Comic Con because we had a drop between then, too. That's
1: true. Yeah, yeah, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the, the trial and the, the error.
0: Getting to that New York Comic Con. Yeah,
1: maybe piece. we'll open season two with this huge uh discussion about New York Comic Con that'll be sort of a a connect a connective arm to the video that we already posted on gastrocast YouTube. It'll just yeah. be be more behind the scenes than you saw in that video. We'll discuss all that and more. So the next episode will be the last episode of this season, and then a couple weeks from then, maybe even a month. We'll come back, and we'll be right back here with Making Mischief Podcast for Season 2. But guys, thank you so much, and remember to make mischief.
0: Keep current with Mischief Toys by following at Mischief Toys on Instagram, and by joining our newsletter on MischiefToys.com. Thank you for listening to the Making Mischief Podcast, and remember to make mischief.